Hey everybody, my name is Alex, and you're listening to the Lunchbox Special Edition. Thanks to everybody who has been listening to the Yashke episode. I had a lot of fun remembering the shows that I love to watch to relax, especially in time where, man, we all gotta relax. Because we don't have shit else to do. I'm going to be talking about something that is near near and dear to my heart. And that is because it involves AV equipment. And what I mean by that is I'm going to be talking about how to set up your own home theater-like awesome way to watch all the anime that I've recommended in the past two episodes of Lunchbox Special Edition or any of the shows that I've talked about on Lunchbox Radio proper, which happens every Thursday in case this is the only thing you're listening to. I also have a totally unhinged Thursday show that goes out every week. This episode I will probably call something like Home Theater Setup. The question that lots of people always think is, where do you start when you want to make your kind of perfect anime watching scenario? And lots of people think you start with a TV, you start with like you start with a good Blu-ray player, you start with a projector, you start with a screen, all that kind of stuff. I usually start with, and I'm not kidding here. A power bar. I use a like the top rated power bar on Amazon. I'm staring at it. That's why I sound like I'm turning around because I am. The reason why I say I start with a power bar when I think about what I'm going to build to watch anime is because you have to make sure you have enough outlets and have enough room around those outlets to power everything you want to run. The reason why that's important is because the I'm actually going to start with the way I came about talking like talking about this on on the Sunday edition which is since we've been since I've been stuck inside or we've been stuck inside the like general we not the royal we but we as a, a country have been stuck inside I can't like go to the movies because as listeners of the show will probably already know I go to the movies fairly often. <laughs> not an extreme amount. I'm not like, it's not like I ever signed up for Movie Pass or like I was one of the people who contributed to putting Movie Pass the fuck out of business, although that's hilarious. I go to the movies pretty often. I see most of the major nerd movies and then some. So I, so going to the movies is part of my, um, part of something I love to do. But I can't go to the movies, so I have a little projector. I have actually two projectors, but I have a little one that I bought for emergencies in case one of my panel rooms was totally fucked, because that happened. Because <laughs> the first, so the first time I did my um, panel, which some of you may know me from, which is called um, Full Metal and Beyond. I understand Vic Manana is a piece of shit, but I picked it. I picked the name before that happened, like a couple years before that happened. First time I did that panel, I had to do it without my presentation 
at all without the PowerPoint PowerPoint part to help me because the projector wasn't working in the room. They couldn't get it working. So I did the whole thing blind, which the audience was just like enthralled by, but I very quickly came to the conclusion that this ne- that needs to never happen again. So I had been eyeing this tiny little projector which I will um which will factor into the setup of a home theater and can for you called a I think it's called like a D Leap like D E L E E P projector. It's a little it's like a little not much bigger not much like taller or or wider than a smartphone, but it's obviously thicker and it's about a, it's a $60 projector. I I think I actually maybe picked it up for 40. Um but it will it takes it takes HDMI input, so as long as you can hook up something to an HDMI, you can project from it. Um, the bad thing is it does not take, it doesn't accept like Bluetooth or anything. That stuff is out there. I would encourage you, if you want to do a Bluetooth setup, to spend more money, not less, because the more wireless signals you get involved, the shoddier that can be on like a lower end product especially with something that is as heat intensive as a projector but i have a workaround for that so which we will get to in a second the power bar i use because i want to give you guys really concrete pieces of things you can go to amazon and buy or when we all get to go outside and go shopping again go out and buy so you can so you can build your own kind of dream setup for watching anime in your house. Or, you know, like inviting friends over eventually watching anime. So the power bar I used, hold on, it's not coming up. But the, the power bar I used is, um, you can go to Wirecutter. I think it's the top rated one in Wirecutter. But the nice thing is it's got a lot of plugs on it. I think it's got maybe... 12-ish at least plugs on it and it gives plenty of space for each plug it's kind of big but it's nice and flat but pretty flat so it stays so it stays out of your way it doesn't have a directional cord and oh i have a special place in hell for directional cords that makes any sense because even when you specify, I want a left directional cord. And what I mean by directional cord is I mean that it snakes to, it's like when the plug is flat and the cord snakes out either to the left or the right. And if you're going to use directional cord, if you're interested in doing that, you have to be really careful when you buy your power bar because you have to make sure you know what direction the plug it, you want to go and what direction the cord comes out of the plug in. So generally, as a rule, I try and avoid directional cords because I've had too many experiences where I've been like, I wanted a left, I wanted a left one, and I wanted a, or I wanted a right one. Thankfully, I ended up with a power bar that goes in each direction. So if I ever need either direction, I have one at my disposal. So try and get like a fairly large power bar because you're going to want to plug a bunch of stuff 
into this thing depending on how big your setup is going to be. For, for me personally, I have two setups, hilariously. Um, technically three, but one is just involved video games, so we're not going to count that. My first setup that I, um, that I planned before and made when I moved into this, to the new place that, um, I live and also is literally feet away from my studio, like not even 10 feet away from my studio, from my, um, recording desk, from my, from my creative desk. It's like my creative space, basically, is a old 32-inch Samsung TV. Not great, but time being what they are, it is fairly difficult to go out and get a giant-ass 50, 60, 75-inch TV, and those can cost anywhere in the neighborhood from, on the lowest end, 200 bucks for like a 42-inch to... And I, I'm, I'm, I think I paid 200-something for the... Um, for a Samsung LED flat screen 32 inch, which serves my purposes currently fine. That costs like maybe 200 bucks ish around there. And it goes up from there to cap it out probably around close to 3000. So you can spend as much as you want on a screen to watch anime and whatever else you want to watch. I, for a speaker option went with and it's important when you do speakers that you think about channels so lots of people they want to have a left right and center channel i'm okay having a left and right because the center will just come out of both so i went for the speaker option i went with the fairly brand new actually really brand new they released them this year ikea symphonic speakers which are nice because they are Literally, like, they're $106 a piece. Uh, maybe, actually, I think they're $103 a piece. But they are a partnership product between Ikea and Sonos. And Sonos makes excellent speakers. And Sonos makes kind of the best home speakers you can buy. Not only because of their sound quality, but because of the compatibility and their, like, openness and transparency and all that stuff. So I went with two symphonic speakers, and once you get those, you can pair them as a stereo pair. And as for what I'm watching on, I use a Apple TV HD. You can get a 4K. The HD is about 150 bucks. The 4K, I believe, is like 350, close to 400 maybe, and. The reason why I got, didn't get a 4K is because I don't have a 4K television. So if you're getting a 4K television, you can still get the non-4K Apple TV. You just won't get a 4K picture. And also, once you get into getting a 4K TV, the price shoots up astronomically. That's my, ba that's my basic setup. I obviously like I have a Switch that um, I... Plug in. Oh, and also I have a used Samsung Blu-ray player. Now, the I didn't do this on purpose, but the nice thing about buying a blue a Samsung Blu-ray player is the Blu-ray player remote can control both your TV and the player itself. So I only have to use one. I mean, I use the Apple TV remote generally speaking, 
but I only have to use one remote to like turn the TV part, the TV and the Blu-ray player on and off, which is really nice. It comes with two, it has two power buttons on it. Um, I can't say that a current Blu-ray player would do that, but the current Samsung Blu-ray player would do that with the current Samsung TV, but I know I lucked out on that score. Because I, let me grab it for a second. Because I went and got a, um, because I have more than two things that I want to hook up to the TV, I went and I got a automatic HDMI switcher, which is a little thing that looks like a kind of half circle with a cord coming out of it and a flat side with, in my case, three HDMI ports. And what that does is it automatically switches from my Apple TV to the Blu-ray player to my Nintendo Switch. And it's all seamless. It's all dealt with by that one cable. Also, it means that all three of those things only take up one HDMI port, which is important for expansion reasons. If you ever want to get like a um, Xbox and plug it in, you still have one spare HDMI port on the TV itself. And that's another thing that you want to think about if you don't want to involve yourself with too many cords. Make sure that you're getting something with a good amount of HDMI ports. Many TVs have about two. If you're lucky, you'll the TV you want will have three. If you're very unlucky, it will have one. Just to recap, I have a two HDMI port Samsung TV, and two uh, a left and a right Symphonic IKEA speaker, a Apple T an Apple a an, app, an HD Apple TV, I think it's like the third generation, and a refurbished um, Samsung Blu-ray player that I think I got for like 60 bucks or something. So that's my kind of general everyday, nothing special. I want to sit down and I want to have a good experience watching anime. And that's, uh, I'm even that is... That's maybe altogether a couple, at least a couple hundred dollars. And, you know, but that doesn't have to be what you set up and that doesn't have to be what you spend. You can spend less, you can spend more. If you want to keep it in the like 32 inch TV range, you can get all kinds of TVs for all kinds of prices. You'll sacrifice an image quality and sound quality but you are less, you'll pay less for the TV, especially now that they have like 75 inch nightmare TVs that are as thin as a sheet of paper. That's my general everyday setup. And I, and a lot of that stuff is old. Like the TV is over a year old. The Blu-ray player, as I mentioned, is refurbished at this point. The the third, I mean, obviously, I have a third-generation Apple TV, so that's not the newest thing. Um, the speakers are maybe, are I think, less than a year old. I think they're less than a year old. But I also, I kind of built that setup in, a, in my previous creative space and transferred it here. Now, the other thing you want to do is you want to... Find a way to keep all your media because, as I mentioned, I have a Blu-ray player. I am an anime fan, so I have 
not impressive, like not crazy because I decided to go digital. Not early on, but at some point I was like, this is going to be a problem. I, I don't have space for this kind of discage. So I decided that I was going to have a mostly digital collection. So um, that means I subscribe to all these streaming networks. I have a private collection from my bad old days on the high seas that lives on a hard drive. I use Plex for that. I'll, I have a lot of... I have enough DVDs where I need, like, a place to keep them. I, ha I had an old Ikea bookcase, you know, those, like, b maybe four-foot tall black one. The maybe, like, um, I want to say four-feet tall black one that's got, like, four shelves. What I did was very simple. I went down to my local hardware store. You can do this too. You can even go on Amazon and get lots more stylistic options. I went and I got furniture legs, which are, if you go look at your couch or like a low, like comfy chair, you'll see that it has these little squat legs on it. Those come off and you can swap them out for whatever you want, which by the way, if I just broke your brain or made your day, have fun. But you can also, with something like the IKEA bookcase that I have, which I forget what the exact name of it is, you can flip it on its side and the wood is soft enough but also thick enough where you can drill you can drill into the wood slightly just enough where the thing will fit. And with an extra piece of hardware plus a plus the furniture legs, you can make yourself like a, a piece of furniture that can function as an entertainment center. I've never been a huge fan of like all the entertainment center shit you can find. I would much rather buy some buy like a nice like um credenza thing with cabinet and go that direction because entertainment centers are probably going to be really expensive because you'll probably have to buy one that fits the TV that you want and has all the access that you want and that is fairly... That's not abnormal, but it, it can get expensive. That's my everyday setup and like I said, that can scale up or down in whatever direction you want. What I'm going to talk about now is the setup that I came up with that I now use as a home theater. Like a straight up I want to go to the movies in my house. And that's where the um, little $60, $40 to $60 projector comes in. And you can get other versions of these little cheap projectors. And you can spend as much, and you can spend as, much as a couple thousand dollars on a good projector. But I have, I have two projectors actually in my house currently. One is a little deep leap thing that I have actually next to my desk for... Um, where I can plug a switch in and I can play like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on the wall while my podcast exports out. And I'm, but I like, I don't want to technically leave the desk, but I don't want to sit there and stare at the progress bar. That one was the one I originally used. And the way you can get around having to plug in an HDMI cable constantly to that thing is you can go out and you can get yourself a Chromecast. And you can cast things from your phone. And most, most if not all at this point, streaming apps support Chromecast. And if you've used some less than savory methods, you can Chromecast stuff directly from the web. You can cast stuff directly from the web to the Chromecast. So I'm actually using that, not with the, the D-Leap projector, 
but with a old Espen projector that is in the like $600 range of projectors that I inherited from like a organization that used it for presentations and that projector does probably a 150 inch diagonal um projection straight on a nice white wall if you don't have a white wall in your house and you don't want to paint a wall white which is probably your cheaper option actually actually it's probably a more expensive option you can go and you can get a projector screen that could like roll down and scroll up or um you can pull down and roll up at will that would make you would have to hang it and hang it straight and get the projector like distance correct unlike having a nice white wall where it's just like how big do you want the picture to be how far away can you get the projector from the screen because when you're working with projector the two things you have to think about are the distance from what will be your watching surface from the projector the farther away you get it the bigger the picture is but also the closer you can the closer it is the more defined the picture will be in highly lit environment that brings me to the ne the next thing and that is room darkening and light control I, in my, like, in the perch where I record and watch and play and all that stuff, have an entirely Alexa-enabled smart light system. <laughs> so I can say, hey, Alexa, who, which is not my wake word for my Alexa system. Thank God. My name is Alex. I would fucking die. Um, I say, hey, Alexa, theater lighting. And it dims all the lighting to about, I want to say, 20% of the maximum, which is kind of like a movie theater light. And it, it means that whatever I'm watching on a screen is brighter. It becomes a central light source. If you have an affli uh, affliction to flashing lights, you might want to keep it on the lighter side because after I made this home theater system, I did what I want, what I, what one would want to do. And I turned on Space Jam. And there's a lot of flashing lights in that thing. And I felt unsafe for five seconds. I know that flashing lights don't do that shit to me. But I was like, this feels like it gives me a seizure at some point. And I, I also only made it to Moron Mountain because I could feel my brain turning to jelly. Um, but so for that, for like a home theater setup, you... And a Chromecast, the sound situation gets a little bit more complicated. I would suggest getting decent speakers, and you'd be this would be a cheaper option too. Getting decent speakers and doing like a line out situation where you do a like a audio cable out of the projector because that's how you'll get the best sound for the best amount of money, and how you'll have the least compatibility options because if you want to do it in a different way, you need a Wi-Fi speaker, actually like the Symphonic speakers, which we, I don't currently have enough of to do a full sound setup for the, for the in-home theater thing I got going on. But that's a good way, but a uh, line out, where you're hand where you're handling we are physically handling 
what's playing sound directly from the projector and not on and not relying on the Chromecast on like Chrome Google whatever to push down to wherever you tell it to is probably the best option. And I should probably mention at this point, if you can do something wired, it's better than doing it wireless because there will always be issues with wireless signals, especially if you're doing it in your house in a non-hermetically-sealed like professional environment. When you go to the movies and you hear sound coming out from the movie speaker, those speakers are all wired. Because if they because what would ha what would happen if you were in the movies all of a sudden sound cuts out for no reason because you're using a a Wi-Fi speaker system for attached to like whatever the computer that you're using to stream the movie directly from a hard drive to a high-end projector and or if the sound falls out of sync, which is another thing that happens with wireless sound options often, you're going to have a bad time. So I really love the Symphonic speakers. They, I have very little issue with them. Probably the only thing, the big thing that does not work with the Symphonic speakers is YouTube. So if you're going to be watching YouTube and you want to watch it big, wired speakers are probably the way you want to do it. <laughs> um, now, I feel, now I feel like I'm like selling you speakers out of the back of my car. Like, hey, want to check out these speakers? I got good speakers here. <laughs> but, so that's just the, I mean, and there's all kinds of things you can do. You can get into tripods if you're using a small, a small projector, like, um, the, like the deep, like the D-Leap. Um, you will probably want some sort of aerated table, if aerated surface, if you're using a projector like the Espen that I used for the home theater setup, uh, because those things get hot and they do have fans in them. And another reason why you want an alternative sound option in there, because you, the sound of the fan goes away eventually, like in a couple seconds. But you do, like, the fan is going. It is going from minute one. Because these things are hot as hell. Because the way that they project is a really high temperature bulb. And temperature, like, um, like wattage bulb that gets super hot. That can go super bright up onto whatever you're projecting on. Now, as for screens, and this is probably where I'm going to end because we're already at 30 minutes um screens like i said i like the option of just having a whole blank white wall because that means that your picture can theoretically be as big as you can get as you can get by getting the projector as far away as possible from the opposite wall that's very simple not everybody can do that I understand that. If you're going to get a projector screen, those are pretty cheap. And that means that if you really want to do like a 
smash and grab, very simple, stupid cheap home theater setup. What I would recommend is you get like a D-Leaf um, projector, which once again, 40, 60 bucks. A 150 inch, because the D-Leaf only goes up to 150 inches of projection. 150 inch um, projector screen, which is like maybe another 20, so you're up to maximum in that case, 80 bucks. And then I think I got a, you can get a tripod, you can get a um, Amazon Basic tripod for I think like 20 something dollars. So for a hundred dollars around there, let for less than two hundred dollars, most likely. You could you also need to get a oh and also you can do this with a Roku box. You can do it with a Roku stick. A Roku stick would probably be awesome for less than less certainly less than three hundred dollars. You can throw together a home theater setup and have like a nice big watching experience for like the beautiful shows you want to watch. If you follow me on Twitter. If you follow me on Instagram, you got the dumb joke of I was cooped up in the house, so I technology-brained my way into watching a huge fucking projection of Space Jam because I'm a nightmare trash child. But if you follow me on Twitter, probably saw the fact that I watched the, first, the very first episode of Brand New Animal, Triggered New Anime, this season, on the big on a big projection and it it was gorgeous now if you're worried about like um scan lines or any of that stuff uh, the d-leap has really noticeable horizontal lines all the way across the picture i will i will grant you that it is also the cheapest um the espen it does have it does have much thinner they're much thinner but it does have some lines once you get into, if you want to get into a 4K projector, those things will probably have less image degradation because of the blow-up effect. But that's kind of my home, like home entertainment, home theater pitch, basically. You can do this stuff. It's not that hard. It's, it's not, you don't need to hire somebody to come in and do a home theater setup. That's like, that's not necessary. You need a room with a comfy place to sit and enough space for you to get a little projector and a little tripod and a, you know, a, a line out to some decent speakers and you can project it on a wall and you can have an absolutely amazing anime viewing experience. M much better than watching on your laptop, watching on your iPad, watching on your TV. And if you want to go the TV route, I gave you my like breakdown and you can do that with pretty much any brand of TV, any size you want. You just need to make sure you have room in your house. Um and on that note, I hope that this podcast gives you an idea of how you can go out and you can make your own custom setup for really all kinds of price ranges. I have been Alex. You've been listening to Lunchbox Special Edition. 
I hope that you make your perfect anime viewing experience for why we're stuck in the house. Because God knows I have. Um, and uh, I will talk to you... If you, oh, well, if you like the podcast, you can subscribe on your podcast listening app of choice. Leave me a five-star review. It really helps the show. And I will talk to you on Thursday. Thank you.